1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we continue a busy, busy week across Scottish football. Matt O'Reilly says Ibrox is the perfect place for Celtic to bounce back from the St Johnston disappointment. Our new signings just around the corner though. Rangers are in Eindhoven getting set for tomorrow's Champions League qualifier and who next for Hibs after Lee Johnson's departure. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Mark Wilson, Gordon DL. Looking forward to a busy week, Mark. Well, it certainly is. Weeks don't get much bigger than this. We've got Rangers away in the Champions League qualifier, PSV Eindhoven. We've got Hibs and Hearts in Europe. Then we've got the transfer window that will slam shut, as it always does. Then followed by Rangers v Celtic at the weekend. And still plenty of time to pour over what happened last weekend. A lot of Celtic fans will still be unhappy. A lot of Rangers fans will be delighted at how they're turning out. So, huge week ahead. You can never say Scottish football's boring. Three league games in, we've already lost one manager. How many will we lose by the time we get to ten? Um, I think this week is absolutely brilliant. It's excitement for the fans. Terrific game tomorrow night for Rangers over Eindhoven. You look forward to, you know, Hearts, can they turn that, you know, 2-1 deficit around? You look forward to, I know I've said that longer. Right, okay, I like to his face there. So I had to correct myself. And then the weekend, Gordon, you can't get any better. And uh, you've got to say congratulations so far, St Man, Motherwell, second and third in the league. Brilliant. And you didn't even mention the Champions League draw later this week as well. And oh, that's, of course. That's I how busy that. it is. Yeah. The, the small matter of a Champions League draw is well, getting overlooked. We had the Scotland squad announced yesterday. Mm. We're nearly qualifying for the Euros and it didn't even get a look in on last no. night. Too much going on here, Gordon, to, oh, to note down. So, I mean, the Champions League draw. Remember the excitement we had in the office watching it come through uh, last year? So, of course, sorry, I've overlooked that. Not a problem. 01419511025. That is the number you need to so give us a call and let Mark Wilson and Gordon DL know what is on your mind. Just like we did last night, don't forget every caller who makes it on air tonight also goes into the draw to win club tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup. It's Saturday, 23rd of September. It is the main event of Scotland's biggest jumps festival. There's racing entertainment throughout the day and our very own GBX set at the end. Certainly not one to be missed. And all you need to do. Call up the panel, make a point, and you're in the hat for the tickets. You're still banned from air races, aren't you? <laughs> Not been back, uh, I've got to say. I had good times down in there. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Just yeah. too good, and you're like, no longer allowed I, to socialise anywhere with an Ayrshire I, postcode. I did go to the Ayrshire Grand National and never seen a the horse. Ayrshire Grand National. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Air Grand National in Ayrshire. I've actually never got, seen a horse. I actually got a, a really good tweet. About you when you lived in Ayrshire earlier this week, and I'll I'll, I'll reveal all later in the show. I just I hope this is true. I've just got a great image of you. Allowed to read it? Yeah. Allowed to read it? Yeah. No, it's it's not it's not dodgy. (laughs) Some of these stories. um, No, no, no. It's fine. Certainly not broadcastable. I'm looking forward to oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You've suggested it at the top, you know, how busy it is. Obviously, for Rangers fans, tomorrow I'm expecting lots of calls tonight in terms of what they're expecting, team lineup suggestions, how confident they are, how it sets them up for Sunday. For Celtic fans, Mark, is it still a case of getting over the disappointment of, of the weekend? And again, with a view to Sunday, a bit more time to build up to that one? 
Well, I think so. I think Celtic fans will still be reflecting on what happened at the weekend because it's hard to forget um, a performance like that. And I get, you know, internally, um, the players will be coming out and saying, look, if we'd put one chance away, uh, it could have led to two, three and four. But that's not the reality of what we saw. You know, it was flat. Um, the chances that they created, okay, some of them were decent, Matt Riley's, but it wasn't that cutting-edge Celtic that people have been used to. So there's certainly something not right there. When you go back to Kilmarnock and then pair it with St. Johnson, people say, well, it's only two games, but you don't want that to become a habit, and especially when you've got this week ahead of you where you've got Rangers side who only 10 days ago or, or, or something like that, we were having a go as well, saying we weren't at the best. But it's amazing what a week can do for you in football when they, they drew against PSV, they go to Dingwall, they look much better. All of a sudden, they become slight favourites going into the game at the weekend. So it's been an amazing week where Celtic fans, some of them, will be maybe thinking this might not be the ideal game to go into. Things need fine-tuned um, before they take on Rangers. But there will be others, and I've heard Brendan Rodgers saying this is the ideal game to go into Ibrox. So it'll be interesting to see it, the people who call in the night, what side of the fence they sit on. Well, there you Answer the man. 01419511025. Celtic fans, as the cliche goes, is this the perfect game to bounce back? Or actually, is that a lot of nonsense and it's filling you with a bit of worry after what you saw at the weekend and in the last couple of weeks? Let us know, because I'm interested in that. Because you, you hear it a lot, don't you? It's the ideal game. So, you know, it takes care of itself. It's the ideal game to bounce back. I just wonder if you disagree or agree with that notion. I think it's the only ideal game if you, if you win it. But that's the point. You have, to call I, I, it. you have to call it now. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, look, I, I can take on board what the Celtic fans are saying and a little bit of criticism coming into Brendan Rodgers because it's not the usual star and the, compare it to the Postacoglu style of play. But, we don't get carried away. It's three games in. You look at that league table, still sitting top of the league. Yes, disappointment going to Kilmarnock. The loss there. Rangers lost at Kilmarnock. Um it, it just swings because you look at... Last week we were talking on the show, oh, it's a massive week for Michael Beale at home to Eindhoven mm-hmm. and then away to Ross County. They've been terrific. You've got to say terrific. Opposite Celtic. Oh, it's going to be an easy... Victory probably against St Johnston. It was it was flat. Celtic fans not happy. It's just the way it is when you're Celtic Rangers manager. I am looking f- so much forward to the weekend. I think it'll be a great game. Right now, I think all the confidence is with Rangers because of the way they're playing. Celtic are struggling defensively at the back. They look a bit shaky. Didn't put St Johnston away, but I agree with Mark. Create a lot of chances, but. It's one of those games you never know and the transfer deadline is not over yet. Celtic, you'd imagine to bring in more players. Can Rangers come back with a positive result from the Netherlands on Wednesday night? Or do they come back feeling a bit low after a real disappointing result? There's just so much to take into consideration. I'm not going to sit in the fence like does. You've just sat in the fence here. By I, saying no, you I think know. I've described I, it brilliantly. I don't think it's the ideal game for Celtic at this minute in time I've got to look at how they've performed the last two games maybe why they've performed that way as well I've got to look at the defensive situation maybe if it was at Celtic Park then I probably would have said yeah okay it might be a bit different but going to Ibrox 
got depleted. So you fancy Rangers for a good one? In I just don't think it's the ideal game. I think if you could pick any other team in the league for Brendan Rodgers to play at the weekend, he would. Um, and just to fine tune things a wee bit more. Transfer window, who knows what it'll bring, but you at fancy this moment Rangers, time. Then, that's what you're saying. You fancy Rangers? I didn't say that. Well, I'll, 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 I'll the question is, is the well, you're, you're sounding like you've well, answered the question. Was, is it the ideal game? game? Yeah, I don't think, I think it is. I've, he's answered it and you've not. Basically. I th- well, look, uh, ideal game on Sunday at four o'clock if you're the the manager at Windsor. That's what I'll say. Don't <laughs> These two are making very little sense on it Mark, to be fair, I wasn't too bad Uh, What do you think? Is it the ideal game, Celtic fans For you to bounce back? Rangers fans, what are you thinking? You've got big fish to fry before then In the form of PSV Eindhoven So let's do that with David Who's on the line in Barhead How's it going, David? I'm alright, guys, how's yourself? All good in here What are you thinking tomorrow then? Um, I'm quietly confident Um we were, we were getting, we were saying how they were so much better this season and blah blah blah. And yeah, they came to Ibrox to score two goals, but we've also scored as well. We've proved we can score against them. And I think I'm not saying we're going to, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, 100 ready. I'm quietly confident that, that we can go over there and score. Um, and if we if we played our best, yeah, I don't see why we can't get through. We said last year, oh, we're going to get beat over there, and we beat them. There's no reason why Lightning can't strike twice. We've got the added benefit of worst case scenario, we're not out of Europe, we'll go down to the next level and we're still there. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm quietly confident that we'll, we'll, we'll get a result to take us out of the Champions League. Totally get where David's coming from. If it happened last year, why can't it happen again? I don't necessarily know the the relevance on the match itself because it's a it's a new Rangers team entirely but it, if you're a fan that is exactly where you would look to draw your confidence do you know where from? my confidence I think would come from uh, looking at the Rangers side I do agree with David I think the a possibility I think it'll be difficult but there's a possibility they can go over and score goals no doubt the confidence that I'd look at just now going away from home in such a big high pressure game is the two centre backs and the goalkeeper for me I think they're starting to develop a great part. I think the goalkeeper's been an excellent signing. I think Suter is playing at the top of his game. I think he's shown everybody what sort of a defender he is. And I think he's making a great partnership with Golson. So I think that helps you so, so much. Especially if you've got that confidence of pushing the two full-backs forward and going, and going on the front foot, which I think Michael Beale may do and look to win the game and uh, score goals. And I think that's a possibility, but it's great having the fact that you're thinking, do you know what? My two centre-halves, they're solid just now, playing very well. very well. And if anything goes beyond them, the goalkeeper is a very, very good goalkeeper. I've got to agree with that point. And also add to it that I've got to think that Rangers didn't play at their best against PSV and still managed to score two goals, two two very good goals at that Um Seamus goal was terrific um, and then you know the second goal from Matondo showed what Rangers can do probably more likely to play that way away from home as well so Michael Beale's team is going to be crucial who he picks now we looked at the team in Dingmo and Roof was a surprise inclusion who's also not in the squad mm-hmm. I would lead you to kind of think that Matondo and Asima maybe both will take part and they'll, they'll lay the foundations to play in that counter-attacking style. So 
Rangers fans will believe that they can score. Of course, you look back last year and they managed to, to score and, and, and do the business over there. So the team's new, but they showed enough in the first leg that when they play poorly, they can still score. So you've got to take confidence I don't, from that. I don't think Seema and Matondo will play. I think one of them will definitely play. Um, I think Cantwell play. Cantwell will play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'll play Cantwell there uh, off the main striker, and I think they'll look for a Matondo or a Sima to give them the pace and the wide areas mm. to get them up the pitch. David, how much importance do you place on this? Now, obviously, qualifying for the Champions League is important. I just wonder how you how you feel about it because I know some fans throw out that line about you know maybe the level's too hard and the Europa League's more suitable but can you really ignore the money I mean what how do you feel about it you, you can't ignore the money I mean it's a huge bonus to get in there but when you look at what happened when we qualified last season it was a bit embarrassing but you've got to be in it to win it and if I feel we're, we're up front Matondo um, seems like a new player. Team's got him. I don't know if because he's getting more games, the Cala's gone and stuff like that. He's getting more opportunity. But I think we're a better equipped team this year. I think, as you say, the defence suitors now showing why we bought him. But what's shown to be. He's left his he's cliffhanger there. He's but just went in the Clyde back. Tunnel. He's back, David. Oh, he's come out the Clyde Tunnel. Yeah, I, sorry, I'm driving back from Edinburgh. But, um, yeah, it, I think they're better equipped, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's, it's a travesty if we go down to the next mm. level in Europe. I'd rather see us, I'd rather see us beat Celtic. Well, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that point in a sec. So hold on. In fact, no. Let's do it right now. So you'd rather mm. beat Celtic than qualify for the Champions League? Yes. Mm, there's a big shout. No. Explain that to me. As I say, if you look what happened in the last Champions League qualifying group, we got embarrassed. Um, I would like. I would love to, to, to get through, but I don't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be suicidal if, it, if we didn't get through. Um, but beating Celtic at the weekend doesn't guarantee you anything really financially. That's so that's, say, that's I, what you got to I'd look at. I take the point if it was like I'd rather win the league than qualify for the Champions League groups because you would yeah. sort of get that. But a one-off, one-off, a one-off, one no, one no, no way. And I don't think Michael Beale or any of the Rangers hierarchy or players would think the same. As much as beating Celtic is fantastic on the day. You know, for European football from now till at least Christmas time against some of the best teams in Europe, with the finances, with some of the nights, the atmospheres, you would never trade that for just one victory at the weekend that guarantees you nothing. David Wood, he's a Rangers fan. Mm. You're not. He's. You buying that? No. No, I'm I'm in Mark's corner here. I think the Champions League over the one game, which is so important, obviously, on Sunday, you don't want that to go to a four point gap. Uh, But. The big guns coming, the Knights and Ibrox, the money, everything that goes along with the Champions League. No, I'm sorry. You mean you would take David's point? You can get some sore nights, and you know it didn't. It doesn't feel glamorous if Liverpool uh, or whoever are yeah, having uh, their merry look, way. Sore nights are not good as a player and a club or a f- manager or a fan. Of course, they're not. But 
anybody will tell you playing in these nights and playing a, against these top quality players and teams they benefit you they only do you the world of good at the time it's a sore one to take but financially as well and you ask every player they're there in the big clubs to play in these big big tournaments if it doesn't go well tomorrow David can that have a damaging effect ahead of Sunday because I, I guess as we sit here tonight it's you Rangers fans that are now all of a sudden feeling more optimistic about Sunday and maybe the Celtic fans have got a bit more uh, negativity following the weekend. Can that change tomorrow night at all? No, I, I think if we, if we get beaten tomorrow, I don't think it will affect the team that will out against Celtic uh, at, at, at the weekend. I think when, when, when we were drawn against PSG, all the, not all, but the majority of people were saying, oh, they're a better team than they were last time. You're going to get put out. So, I think some people have maybe still got on the back of their head that, yeah, that's still a possibility. But I, I think if we get beaten, unless we get beaten badly, it would be a bit more of a game. I think we'll let David go. The line is, is ropey. He's on his way back. Drive safe. Um, can it alter things for Sunday? Because that's what I love about this show. We yeah. can get as far ahead of ourselves as we like and no manager can stop us. I think David's right. It depends on the manner of the result. Now, if Rangers go and win and they're through or get any sort of positive result, then, of course, you know everybody's feeling good about themselves. If they go and lose narrowly, no, I don't think it really affects you yeah. come Sunday. If you go and take a beating, of course, and you're run ragged, of course, players that have been there before, your confidence dips for a few days. It's then a manager and a coaching staff's job to lift you back up, and even though they're feeling down themselves. So that's the only way it can affect you. I don't think Rangers will go there and get a, a real going over tomorrow. I think PSV have got very good players. They may win PSV, but I don't think it'll be um, you know, a doing by any manner of means I think Rangers will show a good account of themselves. Chris is on Twitter here he says the big thing for me is PSV dominating the ball and being on the offensive it won't be a big change tomorrow because that's how it played out last week so if anything the difference is the pressure may be on them in front of their home fans always oh, pressure um, when you get in as the favourites as well PSV will be expected to uh, win this uh, tie of course they will they're at home 2-2 um, they'll fancy their chances I think I think they will dominate the ball. I think they've got good players. I think they've got a great threat as well. Um, I think Rangers will need to score a couple of goals if they've got to progress. Okay, one four one nine five one one zero two five. David is in the hat for the races tickets air as well. Every caller who makes it through goes into the hat to win a pair. Uh, so lots to get involved with tonight, and you can do that right now. We'll catch up with you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the hat uh, for club tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup Saturday, the 23rd. Of September as well So lots to look forward to Let's bring in John Who's a Celtic fan in Blantyre How are you John? Right, hi How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call uh, It's just about the, all the talk about Celtic uh, It's totally over but People are just 
getting way over board because if they're a bad start, Rangers have played four games and played once, one good game before. Right, that's that's a fact. They played one good game before. They struggled against Morton. They beat Bukumana. Couldn't get the ball off of PSV. And all of a sudden, as far as few games is concerned, they're Man City and Celtic are going to be in trouble on Sunday. I mean, it's just, I think he's just a sensationalist journalist. I mean, this is the same guy with duty and sacked before he even got played a game. It's, it's way overboard. It's, they've no, Celtic have no played well, fair enough. It's not as if they're seven points behind Rangers, because mm. let's face it, Rangers are the biggest challenger, so it's not going to be deal. So, from my point of view, it's, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, Celtic will probably send a few players this week. All's good. Because I draw on Sunday. Uh, I'd be quite happy. I like I like blaming Hugh Evans as much as the next guy, John. It's a great pastime of mine. But um, I, I think a lot of your fellow Celtic fans are are maybe feeling a bit more worried than you are. Well, Why do you think that I, is? I'm talking Hugh Evans. Hugh Evans is talking about <laughs> Yaya Yelka, a, a rabbit in the headlights. He wasn't watch the same game. I was watching. Except boy done fine for his first game at Kilmarnock. Uh, yeah, boy done fine. It was his first game. Mm. And he was he played training at the weekend, yeah. so. It's just, but John, you'll appreciate it. it's just a bit of a weird argument because Hugh's not here, right? So I don't I don't know what he I thinks. Know, I, I don't know what he thinks in response to your point. So I'm trying to take the, the the gist of your point and make it more general. Then you're saying you think people are overreacting. You don't think Celtic are in that bad a place. So tell tell us why. It's a bad start of the season. Big deal. Listen, you don't become champions. You become champions for a reason. It's not four games, five games. Celtic have been they were six points behind. I think Van Bronckhorst was six points in front, lost the league. And couldn't send a player to January, won the league. Uh, so, it's, so it's four games, all of a sudden, Rangers, Rangers played well at the weekend. Fair play to them. All of a sudden, Rangers are phenomenal. Oh, Celtic, Celtic better watch out. Well, Rangers, see until Rangers win the league. Rangers are one of the best team in Scotland. Celtic are. That's a fact. Right, so they're just, everybody's jumping. Celtic are, it's a disaster. Oh, this and that, the defence. I've lost a few defenders, right, fair enough. I, I'm pretty sure there's money there. I don't agree with where he's playing Kyogo because I think he's playing them too deep. He, he missed a couple of balls right across the six-yard box in the weekend and usually he'd have been one of them. I don't think he's... He's a good manager, I've, I've total faith in him, but I, I think he's maybe Kyogo's no playing in the right position. Uh, but I, I'm not worried. I mean, season's only started. Both of the teams are going to drop points. That's an absolute given. And I just think it's because it's the start of the season. But, I mean, Hugh's saying it's a, a disaster. Well, there's still a point clear Rangers. So, I, I don't know what the disaster is. It's not there's something clear. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure John Hugh was saying it was a disaster. Uh, listen, at the weekend I was there with Hugh and he was pointing out probably what we all saw from Celtic and what we saw from Rangers. So, plain, plain to see. Now, I, I totally agree with you that there's mileage. There's a long way to go, and we can't judge or make snap judgments right away. But what you would say is the the previous two games for Celtic, it looks like things just aren't quite clicking. It looks like individually the players aren't at the levels they were last season. Now they may come good Sunday. They may all just turn up and they kick on for there. But we can only highlight what we see when it happens and for the previous two games there's not been many standouts in Celtic jerseys um, and if you're honest and Brendan Rodgers is honest in saying he was disappointed with the, the amount of chances and you know in possession in recent weeks as well so the Celtic managers also admitting to that that they can be much better 
Again, they might sign well in the next couple of days. Those players may come in and have a great impact. But for now, there's a lot of improvement to get to where they were last season. What have you liked about Celtic so far this season, John, if you think it's too negative? No, no actually, no, actually. <laughs> listen, that's all I agree with Mark. But it's not as if we've got a squad full of guys that can't play football. I mean, it's just a bad start. It's not the end of the world. I'd, I'd rather have that squad and be struggling than know that squad be struggling. Because the, the players can, they're good players. I mean, they can play better. I, I think uh, Bernabe, he should go. There's some guys here that should just go. Liam Scales, I'm not against the boy. He's no good enough to be a centre half. Then this is, well, the whole, well, I think we're getting, you and Hugh Keevans are almost about to agree here. This is going to scare you. That's the point, because Liam Scales might need to play at Ibrox on Sunday. And then you're on saying he's no good enough and should leave the club. No, I'm not saying he's no good that he should leave the club. I'm just saying, right, we've got a boy in there, no harm to the boy. I'd love to say he's a great defender. It's just, a, we've got defenders out. We're not going to have defenders out for the whole season. I mean, I mean, I know it's eight weeks for Carter Vickers to come back. Roski, I think he's about eight weeks. Right, but it's a long season to go. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I don't see why people are panicking and... Mm. As I say, we're not six points behind Rangers. You know, you keep saying that, we know that, but I think Gordon, John is now on one hand saying, you know, it doesn't rate Liam Scales, and I'm trying mm. to point out, but we're talk- we are talking about this week, he might need to play, so that is the reality of it. And yes, eight weeks is not the full season, still a long time. How many games will Celtic play within, big games will Celtic play within the next eight weeks? Yeah, I, I know where John's come from, I tend to agree with him with the, let's not get carried away, I think a lot of Celtic supporters are a little bit critical of the, the way they've started, but obviously there's a bit of work to be done, and I'll tell you the reason why. Celtic supporters, like John's just admitted, would be quite happy to leave Ibrox at the weekend with draw, with a point. Quite happy. And the majority of them probably right now would say the same. You okay, you want to pick that up? No, that's fine. Okay. Um, but days gone by, under Ange Postacoglu, you've never had a Celtic supporter on here talking about Oh yeah, we'd be happy with draw. We're going to Ibrooks. We're going to take two, three, four off them, or whatever it may be. So it shows you that all Celtic supporters know there's a bit of work to be done. Yes, they've had injuries, but I don't like making excuses for the top two, especially in Scotland about their injuries. Yes, going over to the European campaigns completely different because you're up against the big guns, but they've got a big squad there. They brought in what six, seven players, Celtic maybe six, six, so six players. They've lost probably Jota, the the one bit of quality that I think has been a massive miss to them. But they just need to, they need to find a rhythm. And I think under Brendan Rodgers will certainly do that. I still believe he's a very, very good manager. I think he'll get it right. They've not hit the ground running the, the way that the Celtic fans hoped it would happen. So, yeah, I can agree with John. Let's not get carried away with Celtic. They're still sitting top of the league. But... There's a bit of work to be done there. What are you expecting this week, Mark? If there now is this, John said it, everyone's saying it, not even just Celtic fans, media pundits. It seems like this real expectation that Celtic go and sign, pick a number three, four, five, first 11 players or, or players that are close between now and, and Friday. Uh, Luis Palma is just waiting. It's, yeah. it's been a waiting game. That seems on. Don't know if you've seen Danish striker uh, Matthias Kvitsgarden. Um, yep, four million from, pounds from rejected. Um, I don't see four and five players coming in. I could probably see a couple coming in. So obviously Palmer's going to come in, but um, him plus another. And 
I don't think it'll be for like a triumph for Brendan Rodgers. I, I just think Celtic had this habit a long time ago of doing this and leaving things right into the last minute where they had the full pre-season to prepare. And it's different now. Celtic know they're in the Champions League group stages. So that annoys me, not just with Celtic. We, we watch it in transfer deadline day on the TV that teams rushing to get deals done. And I think managers want the deals done as quickly as possible. And I think Brendan Rodgers would be no different. He'd want these players in the building at the minute. So there's a realistic chance in him fitting into his team for Sunday, but he might just not get them over the line. So hugely frustrating, I suppose, if you're a manager, but it's just the current way of playing. But I I, I think Celtic will get two. And um, if it's any more than that, it'd be a bonus. Well, funnily enough, just on cue, the Scottish Sun publishing a story there that Fitzgarden won't be joining Celtic as the Hoops end their interest. Uh, that's according to the Sun anyway um, Are you surprised it's got to this stage Gordon In the sense that Celtic You know Were in a real position of strength At the end of last season As Mark mm-hmm. says Knew they were going to Champions League Yes they got a new manager But he's been here a while Are you surprised that Everyone seems to be looking now With three and four days to go For real proper reinforcements Yeah Look Obviously With a loss of Jota They should have been On the ball They brought in six players Gordon but unfortunately, there have been a few key players, especially getting into the big games. Like Carter Vickers, for instance, he's, he, he'll be a massive miss. He's, he's probably their best defender. They've brought in other centre-halves, younger players, and probably the hope to partner with Carter Vickers with that experience and you know knowledge of the Scottish game just to work them in and bed them into the game. But that's not happened. They've left their cell with injuries now a bit short at the back. Um, I, 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 was, I feel to be fair, right? That's that's just different, isn't it? Because mm. they've signed two central defenders. They've got injuries there. That's where you know luck plays a part. But if the, we're if we're talking about Celtic signing a striker, a, you know, a, a striker, a starting winger, and a starting number ten this week, I don't. I I certainly think they've been slow on replacing Jota. Um, I think they've got a, a few players in the, pos- the, the position have, Again then, they have seen Tilio and Yang They're both wingers Yeah, but you yeah. just wonder if they looked at them for the longer term plan Not to be thrown into the big stage early um, I think they maybe had a plan for these sort of a guys But I certainly think they will, like Mark said I think they will certainly mm. add to their squad before Ibrox at the weekend Let's bring in James and see how he's feeling tonight James Good evening, guys. Hello, how, how are, are you? Are you alright? Hi, um, listen, I'd like to ask the boys, can they name a Celtic player this season who's shown? No, there's not one you can pick. Obviously, the whole team have been after a boil, and it's the system. Now, Maeda made a comment, in fact, he says, I've got, I used to play the way I used to be playing, but I've got to try be Brendan might be play and I'm struggling. He's openly admitted he's struggling and so did Joe Hart. We have got top quality players at Celtic. Top quality. Last season we ran over the top of teams. Midfield was brilliant. If you looked at the midfield, there's only one player in the midfield that's seen it work a three, and that's O'Reilly. What's happened to Callum McGregor? It's complete and utterly washed for him. No decent him, Maeda up front, Kyogo, who scored 34 goals, he scored two, he's no getting the ball. 
I just think, and it's going to sound stupid, I think we should go back to the way Ange played. And I think you see a massive difference. And that's no disrespect to Brendan Rodgers, far fair. But it's not working. Mm. I must admit, I don't, I don't know where Maeda said it in such explicit mm. terms, but I'll, I'll take um, James's word for it. No point in arguing this close to the break. Um, but that last point, Brendan Rodgers... <laughs> no good harm, is it? No, I mean, I don't suppose it would, but... Right, are you, are you surprised then there hasn't been an attempt to keep it a bit closer to what Celtic had? Just given that it was so successful. I get that you're not just going to come in and just, oh, I'm doing, doing everything the same because every manager's their own man. What's Celtic the, obviously had a good thing going. Yeah, what surprised me the most, I, I don't mind a change of shape and Brendan obviously works in players and works in the position of those midfielders on the pitch and, and finding possession base. Well, it's the tempo that surprised me the most. Because it was clearly visible for all. And even the games that Brendan would have taken in from, you know, Ange Postacoglu's time, he would have seen how Celtic overwhelmed teams when it went out for a throw-in. They were first on it. Joe Hart running for goal kicks. Kyogo pressing the back line um, within an inch of their life. And that just seems to have went. Now, that can't be that group of players just automatically deciding, oh, Ange Postacoglu's away. We're actually going to slow everything down because... If Maeda did say that, I, I'm the same as you, Gordon. I didn't hear him say that, what James has just said there. It's difficult to then drop that from your game um, without instruction for the coaches and managers. So if that is a by-design thing from Brendan Rodgers, then I'm surprised at that because it was so effective. And we've heard Andy Halliday, we've heard Charlie Mulgrew on who played against that and said how difficult it was. And players are, this season will be the same. And it just looks like it's gone the last three or four games. Uh, what you say is right, Mark. I totally agree with you. But I'm not, I'm not surprised because I think Brendan Rodgers has come up to Celtic. He's a top-class manager. He's managed at a top level. He's managed at top clubs. He was successful the last time in Scotland with Celtic. You've got to say very successful. So I don't think he would bother about... You know, where well, that was the style and, you know, Celtic overwhelmed teams and they, go, they went and pre- Brendan Rodgers will play to the style that Brendan Rodgers believes as a manager and a coach, first and foremost. And that's the way he'll go about his business. Now, we have to give him time to see where the new players come in, if that'll work. Right now, we're seeing a lot of flaws in it, of course, and Mark's picked off a few of them. We're seeing a lot of flaws in it. There's, we're hearing a lot of Celtic fans not particularly enjoying it, but that's the way Brendan Rodgers' his brand of football is. So it's all about results now for him. But that coaching team still in place, that's what baffles me as well. You know, all the same backroom staff are still there. They've got the blueprint right there, how they won the ball back and how they were difficult to play with. Now I think when you get the ball, Brendan Rodgers can do what he likes and, and pick his style and it was attractive the first time around. But just that tempo seems to have went through there didn't you there see a great point uh, James makes and, and I've, I've highlighted that a couple of times and I've watched and maybe it's just early season for him when was it last time you've watched two or three games and Callum McGregor hasn't influenced him but I think James sums his own argument up really well though that's his point and he thinks that it must be the style or it must be because what what is the likelihood that Kyogo and Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly and Greg Taylor and you know a, a, all gone off the ball. Well, Kyogo, Kyogo, you, know, you can clearly see, is asked to be played in a different role. We've never seen Kyogo come in 20 yards off of 
defender last season he played in the shoulder he went in behind he was dangerous the defenders were worried about his runs his movement Celtic played uh, quick fast football got the balls through he scored 34 goals but against Ross County I seen some of it and I thought I quite like mm. that he gets he still gets a couple yeah. of goals he's what he's got a couple of goals to start the season already but See when, it, see when you're not getting the results, Gordon. These are the little things that p- people pick up on. James, is it the ideal game to bounce back on Sunday? Is that the way it works, or would you rather have this fixture a couple of weeks <laughs> down the line? Well, I was very confident of the team playing last year in Bloodhounds because the thing that's missing is everybody last season that played this knew their role. Even the substitutes came on and knew where to go, how to pass the ball. But look at us, we're devoid of ideas, especially McGregor, who I think is a fantastic player. I think the team have got quality, but there's too many who are no taken to the system. And we could end up Sunday getting hammered. I hope no. But again, the, the back four, which is sad, Hatate, Carter Vickers, and the other boy, I can't remember, uh, Rocky, I call him. That's major. But we have to change the system. And I trust in Brendan, but how long is that going to take? Good question. Good question. Thank you very much to James. He's in the hat for the races tickets as well. Uh, And since we're in the theme of giving things away, how's about this? Win a quarter of a million pounds. You did hear that right, a quarter of a million pounds The stakes are going up It could be yours, we're teaming up with our sister stations Across the UK for another incredible competition We're going to drop a tax-free, no less, £250,000 Into someone's bank account in time for the weekend If you want that person to be you Make sure you're in the draw Think about how you would spend it, get dreaming We guarantee to pay out every penny of this cash to one winner And it'll be in their bank account straight after the call as well So text YES to 61025 Texts are £2 plus a standard network rate. The entry on the website, online entries cost £2. Or you can call 0330 Calls charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only. And all the rules for this Bower Media Audio UK competition are on our website. Lines close 5pm Friday the 1st of September when we'll make the call. There's no point in waiting until then. But there's no phrase or amount to remember. You don't have to pick up within five rings. Just answer your phone and a quarter of a million pounds is yours. Imagine that feeling. So for your chance to win it, text YES to 61025 right now. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 And every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the hat for club tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup on Saturday the 23rd of September as well. Former manager of Air United in the studio, of course, a legend of that neck of the woods, which leads me on nicely to a tweet I received Come the other on. night and I was Love loving this, right? Just only because I can just imagine you, right? So Do you want a true or false? Yeah. Okay. Right. Robert Gilchrist false. sent a tweet. I, w- <laughs> I once followed Gordon DL around Blockbuster in Presswick <laughs> when I was so younger. Had a full <laughs> Kilmarnock strip on. Every every video he picked up, I'd pick up the one next to him. <laughs> Eventually, he shouted at me to 
off and walked out. I was only 12, but what a day. It's the small things in life. <laughs> Uh, I can't admit to that I I could not imagine your rental history in Blockbuster (laughs) God, that was a long time ago That sounds like something you would do though Uh, No, a 12 year old, I wouldn't say that I would I, I would, would, I would I've seen you in action here's the, here's the worrying bit <laughs> could you please he's, leave he's tweeted back let me know what he says if it helps <laughs> this is the worrying bit if it helps he was with a tall blonde woman think it was his wife <laughs> <laughs> well if it was a blonde then I think he's right yeah <laughs> oh, you've got away with that there you're lucky you've been blockbuster yeah <sighs> Blockbuster. What would have been your rental of choice what, about what, what genre did you go for you like a rom-com guy, a horror? Oh, no, no, like no. I'm, I'm more of a, a crime like sort dra- of... A, like drama? Yeah, I, I like thriller. the sort of a action. I like an action, an action crime thriller. sort of a... Um, El Chapo type thing. <laughs> El Chapo? <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. Back, El Chapo. Back in the Presswick blockbuster days, what yeah. would you have gone for? I, I, was, I was a global video, man. Remember global Jaws, video? Jaws or something. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. I like to Jaws. Mm. What a great treat that was, eh? Youngsters these days. Spoiled oh, I got nothing to do. Aye. Brilliant. I used to, to get video games th- as well. Oh, honestly. <laughs> used to get three, watch them over a weekend, and take them back. back and we'd get to the wind at the end. plastic case that? that they used to come <laughs> in. Yeah, what's that wee boy's name? Uh, Robert Gilchrist. Ah, know. Robert, okay. I think you owe him an apology for swearing at him when he was 12. He <laughs> <laughs> still remembers he it. They'd be swearing at kids in Blockbuster. <laughs> Robert, you can make oh, yourself a hero if you can remember what he was renting to watch that night. That's what, amazing. That's what, that the, one, that's what the audience really needs to know. It's it's a big, like, it was ba- a big basic instinct. <laughs> I'm a big person. Pause it. Remind it. Pause it. I'm a big concern. Back it. Pause it. <laughs> he didn't get to see the end of the film. <laughs> pause it, right, right uh, That's okay. you. That, that wasn't it. Oh yeah, yeah. Right enough. Over. Right, move on. Yeah. Um, let's bring in Roy. Sorry about that, Roy. Just we got distracted. What's your point tonight? Uh, right, I've been listening. Uh, this I'm a first time caller. Okay, I never phone into these things, but I, I was given some information, and I am a Rangers fan, right? But I've got some very good friends that are Celtic fans, and some of them have some kind of information from the, the, the training ground that um, the players don't want to play for Brendan. And it's just when I'm hearing, oh, you think, oh, he's not playing as well, he's not up to form and stuff like that. And I've been given this information over a week ago and I've been hanging on to it and I went, nobody's mentioned this yet. Now, I'm not just throwing this out there uh, just to wind the Celtic fans up or anything like that. So I've got a lot of good friends, they're Celtic fans, one of my friends was at the game at the weekend and I texted him straight after seeing the result and I said, I'm buying you a season ticket. And he went, you couldn't pay me enough to watch that. Beep. Ooh, right. I love it when someone phones up with inside info. So your your pals have told you this, Roy. What, y- I've, got, I've got one person that's told me this. It's not, it's not that group of pals. It's one person that... I can't, I can't give too much information away because I don't want to get them into trouble. So mysterious. Well, that's the whole point of it, Roy. No, give us like, inside like, info. Like, like, was it somebody worse in the club? Like any good detective, though, you would have to. You, you can't burn these it sources. It sounds flimsy. Because there's always just. All these stories Roy, are always did, just did, Roy, did you or your source read this on WhatsApp? No, not at all. I can assure you. Roy, I... you have to ask why the group of players who have just won a treble and some of them had. Uh, 
been in Brendan Rogers' company before, all come together and say, we're going to tell Roy's mate that we don't fancy playing for Brendan anymore. What are they going to get out of that? It's not they've told Roy's mate. It's it's the information that's been passed from a couple of players to this person. And said, don't uh, tell Roy, and he's told you. He's gone and told... 200,000 folk yeah. They don't know who Roy is Because Roy's a Rangers supporter uh, So they obviously Roy of the Rangers <laughs> <laughs> Listen like, You laugh now It could, it could uh, be true uh, like, 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 It's, it's all classic uh, Last dressing room Many times I've heard that um, Look okay. They could they, Every club will have Unhappy players Right Every club There's not a club in the world that you can get into and every player's happy with the situation. There'll be moans and groans. Football players are born for that. If you're not the flavour of the manager, you're not in the team every week, if you're not important, then you moan to everybody else around about you. That's what happens. I I can see a call coming in right now, which we're sadly not going to have time to do before the news, and it's a Celtic fan, and he wants to say, I've got insider information that none of the Rangers players like Michael (laughs) Peel. I mean, what chance have we got? Roy, can you give us any... How how well-placed is this source? Come on. Uh, No, it's pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. I I don't want to go any further because I don't... No, you can take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, that's clearly what you're doing at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, we would. Oh, come on, Roy, put yourselves in our shoes. We would oh, have to, uh, wouldn't we? Well, yeah, totally understand that. But convince uh, us. Tell us a wee bit more. Come on. Okay, the, the said person works at the training ground. Oh, that's narrowed it down, Roy. You've got somebody to say. So it could either be exactly there's a the oh, there's the somebody cannon. getting grilled that, tomorrow. The green stuff. That's as far as I'll go. Uh-huh. Brendan's going to oh, haul everybody. Yeah. The chef, groundsman. Brendan, I'll have them lined up tomorrow at the pitch. Going, do you know a Roy? Do you know a Roy? But still, even within that, I'd still like to know because who you you've been there. Aye. Players aren't players aren't telling the the cleaner how they feel about the manager, <laughs> no. are they? No, uh, I know the oh, cleaner. oh, oh, he's, 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 so he's narrowed it down, right? right. It's, it's like a game of guess who. Has he got moustache and glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Roy. Do you know what, Roy? Listen, we're laughing, but you can phone up and say, "I told you so." If if as if. if. You've got to, you're saying all these uh, players that blah blah. I mean, where's McGregor? McGregor hasn't played now. He's, I don't think he's got an injury. He was playing cracking last season. Why is this suddenly happened? Because players can lose form, Roy. I, listen, I agree. Uh, I agree with you because I've mm. highlighted already. Saying you agree. You you look at Ma- like McGregor. You agree there's somebody at the training ground. Telling. No, no, I don't. Maybe, maybe Roy's got a, a mate there. It's obviously not the cleaner. Um, but we'll narrow right, that down. I think, we'll, I think we'll, ha- we'll have to leave it there. If anyone can add any meat to... Th- you, the cleaner's going to get it tomorrow because you've seen it. <laughs> that's true. Right, it's not the cleaner, right? Whoever it is, we'll find out. Thank you very much to Roy. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. This is like a, a spy themed mm. show. We've got a guy following you around Blockbuster and Presswick. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm... just for the legitimacy, was that your video rental store of choice? Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's enough for me then. Me. And no, I, that, that's enough for me. I'm not that rude. I would tell yeah, somebody. Yes, no, you are. I would not. Yes, I you would are. Not. I would say a lovely strip. Uh, beat the pundit time. It's 01419511025. You need to get your calls in before seven o'clock, and you could play one of these two next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson is here, Gordon Diel is alongside him and they're both looking for you to get in touch 01419511025 to put your point across to the panel. We have been looking ahead to Rangers game in Eindhoven tomorrow. Keep those thoughts coming, Rangers fans. How do you feel going into that one? Inevitably, that sort of merged into conversations about a certain game here in Glasgow on Sunday. So again, get your early shouts in there. We've even had exclusive insider info uh, from a spy at Lennox Town, mm. I think, according to the previous caller, uh, and stories of Gordon DL swearing at young boys uh, in blockbuster <laughs> video some time around the mid 90s. So you never really know what you're going to get. Please join in 01419511025. We'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Okay, beat the pundit time. These two have not been in good form this mm. season, but. You did get back to winning ways last week, yes? Yep, me. Good, I'm glad, because I was... This guy's still... Have you still no, not won this? No, yeah, no, he's had last no, Tuesday. No, he did, he did win. He did win Tuesday. last week. Did you? Yeah, you were much yeah. better last week. I think you got a bit... I think so we won two Danthers. Relaxed into our yeah. surroundings, so we're all right. Yeah, Andy true. Halliday won last night. No Easy. surprise, though. And no, actually, he had a bit of a wobble in the contestant. It was okay. I think he beat him by one. Andy, um, oh, that is a bit of yeah. wobble. In fact, because there was a bit of controversy about the final question, the producer gave him it, right? Oh, and I it, don't think it. he would ever have given it to you. I what think we should stub this up. Uh, what was the name of that film that Ali McCoist was in? The Final Shot, shot or something? Shot of Glory? <laughs> Andy oh, said a shot. The Final Shot. Andy said a shot to <laughs> Glory. Aye, got to give him Oh, that. No. oh really? Nah, give him No, that. no, no. It's nah, a different at Glory or to Glory. You're just trying to set the, the scene so that you get the benefit of the doubt. Not at all. Not at all. Was it Chris? I gave him it. I honestly don't Chris know. I, I, I believe that's the right okay. way. Okay, uh, let's bring in tonight's contestant who's Kesh and Bishop Briggs. How's it going? Not bad, mate, yourself? Yeah, not bad. Have you ever played before? Uh, I haven't. I've actually played against the Mushroom in a game of fives many years ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Kesh. You must have won that. Aye, we did. He was uh, off for much parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he only won Where? Well, where was this? Where? Where was yeah, this? Was it goals? It was it goals with Mark Greedy um, a few others. No, we've been unbeaten, mate. We've never been beat. Beaten. Beaten. I don't know why. I, I He's been unbeaten. He's been unbeaten. Well, listen. I can't be true. He started with a lie. Let's hope there's a bit. There's a, a bit more of a straightforward outcome. I can't be bothered arguing over who won and who didn't. So let's toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Mark Wilson for the re- his rematch with Kish. And if it's tails, it'll I'm be Gordon Dale. I've lost my coin. This is a disaster. How they got a coin? Oh, hold on. I will, we'll You're guess. the type of guy that carries change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I've got, you could go. I've got a gold match for you. Ah, <laughs> you yeah, of course you do. It's, yeah. it's two Scotland flags, though. No, it's all right. So no, it's not. That's heads for the benefit. That's right. tails, okay? okay? The saltire is heads, okay? Mark Wilson, it is you. There you go. Thank okay. You, Gordon Dale. Right. Good luck, Kesh. Well, man, man. Cheers. Come on, Kesh. All right, don't, don't say good luck back. <laughs> just said cheers. It's the rematch. Let's give Mark Wilson some greatest hits of radio to listen to. We'll turn it up nice and loud. Kesh, I know you've heard it before, but just to recap 30 seconds, answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, that's fine, okay? Yep. Right, let's go then. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who is the current manager of Inverness Cali Thistle? Albina Yeti was on loan at which Austrian club last season? Austria Vienna. Who managed Scotland at Italia 90? Pass. Lewis Ferguson plays for which Italian team? Bologna. 
Which ex-Rangers player is looking for a pet sitter for his pet crocodile? Ryan Kent. Who's the only Scottish manager in the English Premier League? Um, David Moyes. Which team won Scottish League 2 last season? Stalwin Albion. Mark Wilson. Can you hear us? Yep. Good, are you ready? Very easy, he was man. nudging me saying they were easy. Very so. easy. Okay. Very easy. Right, okay. go for it. 30 seconds starts. Now, who's the current manager of Inverness, Cali Thistle? Billy Dodds. Albion Ayeti was on loan at which Austrian club last season? Jim mm, Gratz. Who managed Scotland at Italia 90? Andy Roxburgh. Lewis Ferguson plays for which Italian team? Bologna. Which ex-Rangers player is looking for a pet sitter for his pet crocodile? Oh, uh, Kent. Who's the only Scottish manager in the English Premier League? Oh, pass. <laughs> Which team won Scottish League 2 last season? Uh, oh. Time up. Sterling. Sterling, I'll be. Time up. David Moyes. What do you think, Kish? Right, okay. uh, I think he got me the Yeti one, but I got me David Moyes, so I don't know. Okay. Oh. I thought Mark Penley shooting. Do you know what? He gets inside your head. We're sitting too close, so he keeps nudging me. We're friends. Because honestly, right, you got Billy Dodds. Both of you got that. Mark got Sturm Gratz, so he's two one up. Mark got Andy Roxburgh, which you laughed at. Which is what correct. Uh, so that's what killed me. Him? Because then I was thinking, was it a trick question or something like that? I hope people were watching the live stream. You've said Andy Roxburgh and Gordon's given one. <laughs> I mocked him. <laughs> I mocked you. <laughs> I mocked you for a right. That's what set me up. <laughs> so you're, you're leading, by, I wouldn't have got that you're one, leading by two at this point and it stays two because you both got Lewis Ferguson, Bologna. See his goal against Juve. Ah, brilliant. Mm. Good. Well, great brilliant. guys at that level. Um, it's not went well for me after You this, both so. got Ryan know. Kent yes. with his pet crocodile. <laughs> that doesn't surprise you. I want to get back to that in a minute. But then you fell apart. Hi. With two really easy questions. Kesh pulls one back because he knew that David Moyes. David Moyes. And Kesh knew Sterling. the Beanos. I know Sterling, Sterling Alvin. I banged on about it every week. I know, I know, I'm a big Sterling fan. Which is an equaliser. Equalises. Ridiculous. Stop annoying me when I'm on this. I'm here for you. Right, here's the deal, Kesh. Kesh, I've let you away with us here. I think this might only be the second tiebreaker of the season. We've been back a few weeks. I've not had many. Uh, So I'll read the question, I'll get Mark to write his answer down, Kesh, and then I'll invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Yep. Let's do it then. How many combined league games did Scott Brown play for Aberdeen and Celtic in the Scottish Premiership? Come on. How many combined league games did Scott Brown play for Aberdeen and Celtic in the Scottish Premiership? Okay, hurry up, Mark. Okay, Kesh, what are you going? <laughs> no chance. Um, 312. Kesh has gone 312. Mark has gone 350. I tried to emphasise the Scottish Premiership. Does that change anything for you? No. Because remember that started in the 13-14 season? Oh, it changes for me now. Oh, yeah. no. Well, to be fair, you're not far off what Kesh put, but the answer is 259, and Kesh is the winner. Kesh, just like at the fives that night, running rings round them. Well done. Can I just get a quick shout-out to the chat? Oh, Kesh, come on. Just go off the line with this your ball. This could be something serious. Let him have his say. Kesh, take it away. Yeah, uh, just want to give a big shout out to the Chad Ox, Shamrock from Kirk and Celtic Supporters Club. Oh, okay, Kesh, okay, well, okay, well, right, I was worried about that because I was—I I thought Kesh was 
imagine that had been something really like sentimental Do you know something? You've shot it. <laughs> I, I was absolutely dreaded. I, I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. My pals oh, for a great charity. But oh no. That. I just want to say rest in peace to a close oh, friend of mine who loved the show. I'd have had to put money in. <laughs> You've just shot it. I'd have had to put money in for a wreath. <laughs> There were 20 quid coming out my pocket. Oh, I was panicking there myself. Lesson learned. Oh, yeah. Lesson learned. Thank goodness for that. Ever had a pet crocodile? No, no, I've held held a couple in my time. See, you would, eh? You're into stuff like that. I would, I, I, in Florida. Because remember, you remember. (laughs) Alligator petting. He, volu- he volunteered as a ranger at, at Blair Drummond. Aye, aye, that, that was good. For the day. That was, that that was, was good. You told me that, that was, was the good. worst day. That was the worst No chance you're big on pets. I, 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 I'm, I, lo- I love dogs. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, I'm looking for something more exotic. No, I'm not really crocodile material. No. Snakes. Did they not have a snake? Oh, no, as well? I, I think um, Andy Halliday said he had snakes. I'm sure Andy had snakes? No, oh, Ryan Kent had snakes. I went to Amazonia at Strathclyde Park about three weeks ago yep. with the kids, and you paid, <laughs> by the way, you only pay like three quid to get a personal petting experience. We will. And they brought it the snake. No. Snake and a cockroach and a spider. Absolutely snake. not for me in the slightest. Aye, it was good fun. Good fun. But when they have a pet crocodile, where's he keeping that? In his bath. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, build, I'd struggle. I would struggle on a Wednesday then. You, maybe not. I, I think you would have a exotic pet of some sort. Ooh, eat him. What would you have? A lizard parrot. I'd have to get a. I would have a parrot. Mm. I would have a oh, parrot. I can see that. No. I can honestly see You'd that. Have a Imagine having a crocodile in your bath. What am I going to do on a Wednesday? Move over a wee. Get up that <laughs> shallow end. Let the dazzler in. Just oh, it's that. a bit warm in here. Odd individual. Isn't he? Who? Kent. Oh, I thought you oh, meant him. I'm, I'm getting in the bath with a croc. <laughs> Aye, that is odd. A croc and a snake. You're getting backwards, aren't you? It's only Just certain, certain bit, people that have a croc and a snake. I'd agree with you on that. A certain kind of... Listen, I, I'm happy to... I, always say, I like to think this show can be a bit of everything. We can educate people. Brian has sent me a tweet completely off football topic, but linked to the question. He says, uh, interesting fact, Bologna University is the oldest university in the world. That is a fantastic and I fact. didn't know that. I would have no idea that was the oldest. Well, Brian does. That's why, good. Why well done, Brian. Because we said Bologna, the team. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Keep the information coming, Brian, if it's, you're it's listening. Better, you're, it's better than your three yeah. quid snake petting experience. Mm-hmm. i tell you what, get yourself into Amazonia. Where is that? <laughs> I've just done their advertising for them yes. in Strathclyde <laughs> Park. That's your neck of the woods. Okay, it was late at night, but I walked out. Didn't he say any sets? Don't make me, don't make me crack the obvious joke. Here, right? Don't make me do it. I did see some sort don't, of animal don't, lights. Don't, don't. It's too. It, that's too easy, right? <laughs> Bear in mind what he was doing at Amazonia. Do you know what I mean? Right, I'm not even going to go there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. An open goal. I think they call that one. <laughs> There's me talking about taking the kids somewhere, and you, you just die to your old, old fashioned ways. Uh, moving swiftly on. Um, right, I can see some, see some calls coming in, which is a, a huge relief, quite frankly. Um, because yeah, don't forget, every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the draw to win club tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup Saturday, the 23rd of September. That'll be a top day and night. That will be George Bowie down there as well. 
uh, on the GBX So lots to look forward to there um, Every caller that makes it on here tonight Heather is the latest in a long list Heather's in Edinburgh What's your point tonight Heather? Hi, how you doing? Um, I'm more concerned about the players leaving before the end of the window rather than the players coming in. Uh, I think now that Ange is here to sell to the Spurs fans, uh, we're in with a chance of losing Kyogo and I also think Hitati might be leaving. Do you think, in terms of two two Spurs? Yes. Do you not think, yeah, think he's had all summer to do that? It would not surprise you if he would go and make a, a late bid for them? No, I think he's waited until the series settled in all right and how the fans take to him and the results at the beginning and now I think that it'd be nothing on Spurs to spend at least £25 million on Kyogo and uh, mm. yeah Well here we are because I think yeah, Heather's right their attention's going who, who will Celtic sign will they lose anyone? No or any, any well, like, I'll go to Kyogo I don't think they'll lose Kyogo he's just signed a new contract isn't he? Isn't that correct Matt? Four years? Mm-hmm. Um I agree with what you said there, Gordon. I think if the business was going to be done, it had been done by now. I, I totally understand what Heather's saying, that there was a settling-in period for Poster Coglu because there's a bit of doubters down there when he, he, he joined Spurs at the beginning. Um, he certainly turned him around it just now. But, no, I think he'll go... I think he'll be a Celtic player by the time the transfer window closes. Hatati may be different. I think he's sort of an Angie's type of midfield player. Um, so he, I wouldn't be surprised by that, but I don't see it happen. He did name drop Hatati, did you see this? But it was more in the context of trying to show that you need to broaden your horizons to you know scout everywhere. He was talking about his time in Japan, how he saw Matoma, who ended up at, at Brighton, and he was in the same team as Hatati. <laughs> Um, and he just referenced him and how good he was and how good they were, and then he ended up getting him at Celtic. So that's about that's it. I don't know if that's any indication. I would I would probably edge towards not. But can you see it? Um, no, I would agree with Daz and Kyogo. I don't think Kyogo is going anywhere anytime soon. Hatati would be the one I'd be most fearful of departing. Um, but I don't know. People just often put two and two together because Ange Postecoglou brought him here that he'll follow him everywhere mm. he goes. I think it will be interesting in Hitati free elsewhere. And the, the, you know, the contract negotiations kind of started and then stalled and then I don't know where it is at the minute. But that leads you to think that, I don't know, there's a slight possibility, a slight... I'd, if I'm being honest, I'd still be confident of both of them being in the building. Yeah. Heather, what, about, weekend, what yeah. about incomings? Have you got, like, I don't know, a number in mind that you want to see before Friday? Like many other ones, I'd like to see some bigger guys at, um, at the back. Um, just I don't think for many years we've had enough height in the box, and that's why we always get nothing from set pieces. Basically, um, you may as well just see the ball the other half when we're um, in the corner. But otherwise, as, as much as I like Joe Hart as well, I'd like to see a new keeper come in. Yeah, Seems it's been to come one up. It's been doing the rounds all summer. Yeah, it's been coming up uh, week in, week out. Um, I thought Joe Hart, the start of the season, had a good start of the season going. Um, he had a couple of important saves at the weekend, as much as St Johnston didn't offer a lot. But when he was called upon, especially, I think it was Stevie May, through late on, that could have been a real shocker. Um, 
Celtic fans seem to go down this road now that they want another goalkeeper in the building, but I don't see Celtic being linked to any goalkeepers. I mean, they were, I think, earlier in the window. Yeah, but not now, with the window closing um, in, what, two or three days. So, no, I'd be surprised if they brought in a keeper. I think they're looking at, obviously, the wide area. They might look at someone through the middle... And I don't know what they're going to do with the centre-half situation just now. We obviously Is everything introduced... pointing towards that sort of experienced loan signing in that area? Think, well, and uh, sorry, the goalkeeping? No, centre-half. Centre-half needs to be. I Short mean, if you've, if, if you've signed um, a couple and you've got Kobayashi, decent money, you, decent well, money yeah. you aren't going to go out and spend again. Um, so probably loan market would be correct for that. I, I just hope we don't see a situation where Celtic start this, you know, loan business again where you've got two and three players you know coming in and loan and it's hit or miss because sometimes you'll get real fines and, and they're all loan for a reason but sometimes you'll get players that just aren't quite committed to to what's needed in the team what I would you know what Heather's saying about the goalkeeper it's been funny how this transfer period has worked for Celtic because at the start of the window it was a goalkeeper Joe Hart made a few errors in pre-season Goalkeeper's the number one priority. Then when Starfield was getting mentioned, he was leaving Nate bring in the centre half. Now that things are on the fire and people are more inclined to look at the wing people situation. Have forgotten about the goalkeeping uh, forgotten situation. Forgotten about the goalkeeping yeah. situation. And it's now Kyogo. Is Kyogo need someone to yeah. help him out or does Heather Jota you, need replace? Are you feeling patient, Heather? I just feel like on Saturday <laughs> on the show they were talking about Celtic fancy right. We need quality and Brendan Rogers said the same. Sunday comes and goes, Monday comes and goes, now presumably Tuesday comes and goes and you know, that window is creaking closed. Are you, are you feeling patient about the full thing or panicking or what? No, I'm, I'm definitely not panicking, no. Um, I mean, I'd like to see some of the players that are in and just got another contract. I'd like to see more out of them, like such as Welsh. I think he could be a good player, but I just think he needs more game time. And I'd like to see him under Brendan Rodgers' system and see how he gets on. I think he could be good for us. Yep, well, he's going to have to fight back from injury as well. Thank you to Heather on 01419511025, and we'll take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Every caller that makes it on air goes into the hat for the tickets to air races, so make sure you don't pass up the opportunity. Uh, and something else just to flag for you. There's a lot going on around this show. How do you fancy joining the Clyde One Super Scoreboard team and raising money for Cash for Kids with a round of golf at Turnberry. You were playing the King Robert the Bruce course on Wednesday the 13th of September. Uh, I think we'll be playing against our colleagues, Stephen Millen, Ewan Cameron mm. on the big Saturday football show. Yeah, we, it'd have been yeah. an easy uh, victory for us, but I mm. think they're going to throw in a wee... I think they've got some... Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Anyway, the day will feature breakfast rolls, on-course refreshments, two-course meal, quiz, Q&A. It's all there. All the details on how to sign up or sponsor a whole are at Clyde1.com. So check that out and come and join us uh, down there. Uh, right, I've got a full-time teaser for you. I've got lots of bits of paper. Uh, so let's get this question up and running. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Teaming up with you for fast turnarounds and competitive prices. Okay, thank you to Jimmy and Stirling for sending this one in. 
all this week You'll notice the theme Building up to a certain game At the weekend mm-hmm. Can you name the last ten You were an answer actually Last night Mark Wilson Was I? Yeah mm-hmm. Anyway um, Name the last ten players To score two or more goals In an old firm league game So name the last ten players To score two or more goals In one old firm Edward. league game <laughs> Who's, Who sorry? Edward 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 Yes April 2018 Ruth Yes, well done. One more guess, Gordon, from you. I am going to go, for my guess, I'm going to go Tom Rogic. Hopeless. No? No. Mark? Um, I'm going to go Dembele. Yeah, he got that hat trick, didn't he? September 16. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks to Jimmy oh, and Sterling. Golshin. No, no, not giving Golshin. you. Not giving you. No. Golshin. No, you need to Lock learn. It in. You need to learn to speak when you're spoken oh, to. Oh, brilliant. Full you time that one, at Clyde1.com. <laughs> Full time at Clyde1.com. That was a good If you want to send your questions in, and please do. Oh, do you know what? Curious Creature sends me a poem about you. It's not me again. Mid show, and then it's I got to be about Strathclyde Park, is it? Then I <laughs> Well, this is the thing. I thought it was going to be about snake petting at Strathclyde Park, (laughs) which had me really worried. Um, But it was actually about you. um, It it was about when you shot down the collar when we thought he was going to give like a nice heartfelt message. Not too bad. He says, I've never seen the Dazzler with that panic in his eyes. He shouted down the collar, then saw his own demise. Was it death or just an illness or some other worthy cause? He'd have turned up at the graveside with not one but two signed (laughs) buzz. You can laugh now. Anyway, uh, it was a a lucky moment, wasn't it? Uh, Right, let's bring in Greg, who's in Motherwell. How's it going, Greg? Good evening. First time on, gents. Thanks very much for having me. Brilliant to have you. Do you live anywhere near Gordon Deal? No, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, well done, Greg. Greg, you don't want to be near this guy, believe no. me. I just saw the, the, the town. It's not that big a town, though, mm. Greg. You must have seen him. Not really, no. no. I keep myself to myself. He, well, because he doesn't. That's the thing. He can't yeah. listen. Any, oh, any Asda, he's swanning yeah, four uh, times Asda, a day, talking to anyone that will listen. Asda, Aldi and Lidl. That's a, that's a triangle for the DL movement. <sighs> anyway, Greg, what's your point tonight? Stay out his way. It was just a point we were talking with my friends the last few days. Obviously, listen to Steve Clark, the, the team coming up for this, the international games. Mm-hmm. And obviously, good to see Elliot Anderson's obviously chose Scotland. Obviously, been a bit of work done in the background. Obviously, get the lad to obviously choose us as his, his national team, which is excellent. But all I remember we were talking about, and he was, he was obviously said he'd, he spoke to the boys, Ben Doak at Liverpool, obviously. Mm-hmm. But my friend who's done a bit of homework, he reckons that he has got an Irish grandmother, and obviously. Whether or not Steve Clark's aware of this and has obviously reached out to him at the moment to give him the option, you know, and he's said that he's going to crack him and just tell him to keep what he's doing at Liverpool at the moment. But you know, I wonder as well, does the guys know, well, Steve Clark spoke to like, Jürgen Klopp to kind of put the feelers out there, find out if the boy's going to be getting some games during the course of the season, whether it's the, the League Cup or whatever, you know, just like to kind of get the thoughts on that. Yeah, Mark, he was probably the... The only one you could really look at now, isn't it? Steve Clark has earned the right for people to just chill out about the Scotland squad because yep. it's, it's, they're doing so well. But Ben Doak was the one name yesterday that you were thinking maybe, maybe he could have found a place. Yeah, and I think that's justified that people are asking the question because it takes extraordinary talent for one so young to break into any team in the Premier League, never mind Liverpool. And the way he broke into the scene up here... Uh, was something special as well and we'd all heard stories about him we've all seen clips but when he goes and does it at that level then of course as a football nation um, 
we're not good enough to turn our nose up at that that often. But I would agree with Steve Clark in this occasion. I would just monitor him and to answer Greg's question, I, I don't know for any certainty, but I would believe that Steve Clark has had the conversation with him and staff at Liverpool about you know future involvement in the squad and he's probably given him advice. But I think this time's right just for him to to miss out. But he will be involved. There's no uh, doubt about in it. In terms of Greg's point, I, I think there is. I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember if it's an Irish grandparent or something. Like mm-hmm. most, like most youngsters, these there is an alternative eligibility out there somewhere for for Ben Doak, I think, but I, I, it's never. I don't think that's an issue. I think he's always very much played for Scotland at all the youth levels. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to come into it. It's just a matter of time, surely. Well, we hope it doesn't, but um, you never know in football. But um, I, I, I'm with Mark in this one. Terrific young talent, you know, doing very well under Klopp at Liverpool, getting on from the bench, taking part in the first team training day in, day out, can only benefit him. Um, I think he's definitely one for the future in the next few squads. I think Steve Clark will probably call him up, have a look at him, get him involved in it, get him working towards, you know, being a regular pick in the squad going forward. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? Is it saving him for the Euros itself when Scotland eventually yeah, qualify? Is that the plan? Just, yeah, get, get him at the right thing. You know, the monitoring is the right thing, but, you know, probably just too young at the moment, get the more experience, but the benefit is I think the now that we've got but we have got a good team in Scotland at the moment mm-hmm. we've also got so many Scots down south now playing at the top level in the, in the Premier League which is arguably the best league in the world you know but the other guy I was looking at was obviously Jack Henry now you know he's maybe in the eyes of a lot of people stepped down a level you know going to Saudi Arabia you know is he going to be in the future plans or how's that going you mm-hmm. know in the future that's another one we were kind of debating as well you know so that's one to maybe look at the, what do you think of that Mark because I suppose depending who he's playing he'll be up against some really good strikers I, over I, there I, now I, um, to I, see, I get what that's uh, an understatement I get the, the the thought behind what Greg's saying he's stepped down a level Saudi Arabia some of the best players in the world are making their way there and are already there now okay the standard the general standard is not as good as playing the Champions League just now I think as long as he he turns up as long as he's playing and when he, he turns up he keeps delivering like he has been done he'll, he'll be in Steve Clark's thoughts mm. just to contradict my, my own argument about Great. Ben Doak why not if you're going to give him a chance we'll get a friendly and Cyprus mm. coming up yeah. maybe two good games to have him involved in there's going to be a lot more important games that you maybe can't risk what do you think of trying things out I've seen people say you know we don't Steve Clark doesn't play with wingers and therefore like the the sort of the need for Ben Doak might not be as, as high as it could be if it was somewhere else in the pitch. But then I feel like you could take that exact same point about him being a winger and flip it completely and say, well, he's at least then maybe, if, again, how can you criticise this current Scotland squad? But maybe do we have that sort of match winning attacking option from the bench to just change something if you need it? Yeah, I, I don't think his um, preferred system is with wingers, but. The one thing I do like about Steve Clark, I think he's, he's he's shown to be a very active manager when it comes to a game. He can change to a back four and bring on, uh, like say, a dope in the wide areas to, you know, depend how the game's going. So he could be a, a valuable addition to the squad, Gordon. I just think that Steve Clark, 
is probably working behind the scenes. He'll have a, probably had a few chats with the lad as well, just telling them, look, just keep doing what you're doing. Your time's going to come. It is all about timing. And I'm sure in future squads, mm. we'll see the young lad getting introduced. What did you make of the Elliot Anderson one? It feels like, again, we're just going to open up the age-old argument of, has ah, he only picked us because he doesn't think he'll get a game for England and whatever you know we've done yeah. that we do that with so many players and Shea Adams and Scott McTominay and round and round we go but it does feel like it feels like that's quite a statement for Scotland managing to get him because he's he's still only what is he's 20, 20. Aye. You know, he, ha- he has he's kind of flopped he's played for Scotland at youth level he's also played for England at youth level well I think it's a massive capture I, I don't have any problem with, <laughs> with players making that decision to play for us and I get that it'll go the other way and we've lost some talented players. You know, you think back to like Aidan McGeady and guys like that that went the other way. But I don't have any problem if there's players playing in the Premier League for big clubs who want to take some time to think about it because it's a big decision. Um, you know, the full future's ahead of them. Better chance of representing Scotland than the pool of players the England manager's got. I don't think there's anything wrong with that about being realistic as well. As long as when they come or when selected, they turn up and turn up for all the games. Not getting back to a, a stage where they only turn yeah. up for the big ones and pulling it for friendlies. So if they're fully committed, and I believe Elliot Anderson would be, then no problem at all. Yeah, Again, I agree. Rated, this is a really good Newcastle team that he's he's part of and rated. He's got, I think it's three sub-appearances this season, so... He's there and there or thereabouts. Yeah, another upcoming uh, talent, Gordon, and I think it's good work from Steve Clark and his backroom staff. Um, is is good news. I agree. With, I agree with Matt. You look at if you're a player now, especially a younger player, you look at the situation, you look at the different squads and the the talent that Gareth Southgate's available to him, and you're thinking right. <laughs> is that Gareth Southgate's cousin? Who does Southgate? I see Southgate. <laughs> Right, okay. Did not sound, you're, you're having like trouble. You're having uh, trouble this evening. My, t- my teeth aren't in right. <laughs> um, and you see the quality that England have got in the mm. squad. Uh, look, yeah. There's nothing against it. If he comes up to us, he's a terrific young player. That's a bonus for Scotland for me. Let's hear a bit from Steve Clark. Obviously, he's a good player and he's, he's doing well for his club. Uh, Elliot's one has been through the the underage groups with Scotland, one we've had an eye on. He had a, an inquiry, a little think about choosing between Scotland and England. Uh, some good discussions with the, the boy and his, his family. and He's chosen to come with us, which I think is good for us now and certainly good for us in the future. Obviously, when you get to a certain stage of your career and you, you can see your career starting to take off, which Elliot says is at Newcastle. Uh, got some great reports from the people within the club at Newcastle, which is which is good to hear. Uh, and then you have to make that choice, you know. Elliot was, was born in England, he's, he's got decisions to make, and we're, we're just happy that he's come down on our side. Feels like a really strong squad now, doesn't it, Greg? I was looking through, the, you know, as, as good as Elliot Anderson is, and you think, well, he, he probably isn't going to force his way into that starting 11 just now. Um, and then that's, and the, you know, other guys that, you know, Stuart Armstrong was just a name that they kind of jumped out at me, or a few others. She Adams is back in this squad despite us getting really good results last in the last meetup. You forget that he wasn't part of it, and it was Lyndon Dykes that spearheaded that. So it feels like it's a really strong group this time. Yeah, definitely. As a lot stronger than we've had. I also thought like maybe Long Shank was he maybe going to get a start or come on again? You know, he did have a good season last year. The Hearts obviously. Uh, 
see how he progresses this season. And obviously, the, I know we've not got the, the Harry Kings of the world in Scotland, unfortunately, or the Harlands, which we would all bite our hand off for, obviously. But another one that was just another one that came in at the mix when we were discussing, obviously, Scots abroad with Ryan Gold. But I appreciate, again, it's the MLS and he's been doing a few goals recently for Vancouver and things like that. But I know I don't even know if he's getting looked at or he's near the mix at the moment. Always strikes me that that ship has sailed, Mark. I don't know why. Just Well, I'll tell you why. Because I've seen this argument on Twitter for the last 75 Scotland squads that have been yeah. announced. And like we said, it's, it's nothing against the player. Don't even need to it, look how successful this group is in particular that area of the yeah. pitch. And, you know, Steve Clark continues just to overlook him. So it doesn't think, ah, well, I don't think it'll change anytime soon. What I would say, Gold played with him. He was one of the best young players I've ever played with. Uh, I thought he was exceptional. And his career, he took a brave move to, to go abroad. Didn't quite work out, but he's discovered a good place to play. But Steve Clark just obviously doesn't think that's maybe strong enough to break into his side. Thank you to Greg in Motherwell. Stay out of Gordon Dale's way. If you see mm. him, one four one nine five one one zero two five On the full-time teaser, we're looking for the last 10 players to score two or more goals in a league old firm game. You've got Roof, Edward and Dembele. Golson. Yep, Conor Goldson. Well done. Uh, Abada. Yep. Um, Jota. Nope. Hatati. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there, and we'll get the rest next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home straight. Did you just did you just look in that camera and fix your hair? Aye. Because you My hair was sort of sticking up a little bit. But you realise, see whatever's on that screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people can see at home. Oh, can they? <laughs> can wait your hair is. So they Isn't saw that? you. That was no, very no. vain of you. That's unnatural. Like, get a camera back on that hair. Look how white yeah, that is. That's that beautiful. White, that light above him's doing him no favours, is it? I think that's. I think that's great. You should see the back of it, though. What you can see. Oh is no, the big penalty spot. I was getting it. I get a haircut there, and the boy got gashes. Just, uh, just leave that worse. spot. Doesn't matter what's in there. It's, it's getting what's worse in front of you. It's well, it's what's in there. I'm looking for here because right. we're on the teaser, uh, looking for the last ten players to score two or more. In an old firm league game, you've got Abada, Hatati, Ruth Goldson, Edward, and then Belly. Forrest? No. Kenny Miller? Nope. Samaras? Nope. Oh, right, okay. We're How sure. far back are we going? Um, round about that era. But Samaras? You're round about that era, but it's still not him. No, that's right. Was that a guess? No. Did you guess Samaras after that? You probably played. In one around this time, I can't remember. Twenty eleven, two of them in twenty eleven. Yelovich, no. Naismith, yes. <sighs> All right, two. Well, actually, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, three to Scott get. And, three that, I think that might nine. have been my last. No, three to old get. firm game. I think he's was that four one or four two. You've only got seven. Because uh, two of them are wrong. All right, okay. Yeah, it's a problem when that happens. Let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan. How's it going, Scott? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Good man, what's your point tonight? Uh, well, it's just about Rabi Matondo. I, he's come on, the, he's come off the bench and he's made an impact on the last games that he's played. Uh, wonder whether he'll get a start against PSV or against Celtic. Do you think he should? I think he should, yes. 
Is it sometimes easier, Scott, for players to be impact subs? Do you think he's, you know, he can he can go on and do that from the start? I don't know really because he's got the pace. He's he's got he's a bit like Fashion Sakala. He's got the pace, but he's also proved he can finish too. Yeah, Gordon, I think he will be in the forefront of a lot of Rangers fans' minds. Oh, certainly. Um, the change of money has certainly helped him. There's no doubt in that. He looked like he had no future to play for Rangers. And then, obviously, the pre-season, he's come on to a real game. He's found a bit of confidence. He looks a real threat. I don't think he'll start tomorrow night. I think he'll go with Sima. Um, but I think an impact coming off the bench, if, if needed, especially away from home, especially with that uh, burning pace, his confidence must be sky high. What a terrific goal he got last week uh, against Eindhoven. Terrific finish, terrific ball. I think he'll what, what, go on the bench What more. puts Sima ahead of him in the pecking order then? Because Sima got a terrific goal as well, so that's one yeah. each. I think most Rangers fans were a bit worried about Sima's performance I was as up, well. up to that point. I was as and well. then at the weekend... Both came on. Did, yeah. Was Matondo not the better of the two at the weekend? I think. I think um, the only thing that's letting Matondo down just now, and I says against Morton, mm-hmm. I thought he was electric, especially first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, final ball for I know, me. but as a comparison with Sima, I think Sima's probably got a wee bit more quality. I think Matondo's got to work in that. I know that you can argue well. We've not seen a great deal of Sima's quality, but I think just looking at the two players, I think he has got a little bit more in his locker for me. It could. People could disagree with that, but that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. I, do, I disagree with that. I, I, I think at the minute, that <laughs> for what you just said there, Gordon, I think Matondo's shown up better in the last couple of weeks when we've seen him than Sima has. Now, Sima did score you a terrific goal. You think he'll play goal. tomorrow night in front of Sima? Uh, I'm going to go, yeah. Do yeah. you? Okay. I Can't think for Matondo. Yeah, I, I think so. Just for those reasons, I thought... You know, they've had pretty similar game time. I get Seema started the last one, but it was poor up until I put the ball in the top corner. Um, again, looking at the weekend, two of them came on at the same time. I thought Seema was virtually anonymous. I thought every time Matondo got the ball, he looked dangerous. Aye. Well, you went for Seema. I'll go for uh, Matondo. Scott, are you confident ahead of this week or where, where is your, your kind of levels of optimism at? I'd like to think we could beat PSV, uh, especially with all the trash talking they've been doing over the news and stuff, just to put them back in their place where they belong. But I, I really do think we can beat them. It's not, it wouldn't be the first time we've beaten them, and probably won't be the last either. Yeah, good record against PSV for sure. Um, anything else that you think jumps out at you early? Suggestions for you know for team news or people you definitely want to see in or out? Uh, it's, well, it's disappointing that Hadji's left. I uh, that's. That was a bit of a, well, we knew it was coming, but I was still a bit shocked that he's gone because he is a good player. Uh, debate about this last night as well, because mm. when we last spoke to you two at the weekend, he was still a Rangers player, I think, was it just mm. after? Was it Saturday night or Sunday? Yeah. Um, what did you make of that, just out of curiosity? If, if Scottish football moves so fast, that feels like ages ago to me, but I'm mm. conscious that it is the first time we've had you. Uh, me personally, I was surprised. I think Hadji has got quality, but uh, I think, was it last week where he came out and Hadji said that he wasn't happy with his position at the minute at the club? I think that kind of sends out signals that, you know, he would have been working a move out of there if possible. And Beal's not really involved him, but he's been on a long road back from injury. 
I still think he had a lot to offer Rangers. I think we saw glimpses of it when he came on against Morton. I think, I think it looked lively. But it's one thing doing it against Morton, with the greatest respect compared to mm-hmm. the Premiership, compared to the Champions League. So Bill must think that Lawrence and guys like that are are well ahead of where Hadji was. Thank you, Scott. Enjoy the game when it comes around. 01419511025. The only other of the major stories we've not really got round to and we've not spoke to you about yet. Hibbs, Lee Johnson. What about your old pal? Oh, yeah. Have we got it actually? Hold on. Have we got Hugh Keevans? Let me see my magic screen. Do we have Hugh Keevans? Let's see if we can remind ourselves um, of what he said. No, I don't think we do. Right, we'll get it in just a second because no. we've got to give the, we've got to give the man a bit of credit. We will give him a bit of credit. We don't do it often on the show. Mm. Cause now I know he listens to, to this show. Oh, he'll be, be listening. He will be sitting there. Sure, right. Let's, let's Hugh, remind well ourselves done. of Hugh Keevans on Saturday before the Hibs game. Livingston one up at Easter Road. Well, as I say, I believe that if he loses the game today, Lee Johnson. Won't last a week as the head Seriously? Bank. Yeah. Ah, no. In between the, the villa ties. You spend a full summer allowing a manager to bring his own players in and then what? Three league games? I in? think what will save him is the fact that Hibs have got this little bit of a reputation of sacking managers quite a lot. I think they'll give him time. Yes, he'll come under pressure from the supporters of that, there's no doubt, because even in the first game of the season against St. Mirren, I couldn't believe the, the criticism he was getting. But. I still think he'll be in the manager. Managers so. don't exist in defiance of the supporters. Turn that off. <laughs> you, look, look, I'm going to face it. I'm going to. I know you always set me up. I'm going to say something. I'll give you all the credit in the world, and they'll be listening there, patting the back. I'll say it to him on Saturday when I see him. But he's not telling me that somebody's not had a whisper in his ear and said, "You, here's a wee bit of information for you. If he loses." He's, he's still got to have the confidence right. to come on live on air I'm not and, so and make that known. And, and you <laughs> Listen, Hugh says confidence after two minutes of a, a, a game and, and a Saturday. Right. Lee Johnson is gone. You are, are surprised, apparently. You must be surprised. I thought they'd have given more time. Where are they going to go next? I'm not, well, I'm not surprised. Uh, where are they going to go next? Well, there's a man on the TV, Neil Lennon, is going to be in the running. Um, uh, people at home can't see your TV. So yeah. yeah, no yeah. He's, he's I thought you were looking at me. <laughs> You'll not be in the running. Don't worry about that. Hibs fans will be delighted. Oh. I don't know. I mean, they keep continually getting these wrong. And that's, a, that's so the thing. Really interesting it. names this time, Gordon, because you've got the kind of box office, would you mm. go back there with Neil Lennon? Graham Arnold, Australia. Yeah. Uh, would they be able to steal away a high profile Premiership manager like McInnes or Robinson, uh, someone Scott Brown, you know, or, or something completely different? It feels like a really interesting list. It's a big job for Brian McDermott. Um, I think that he'll need to sit back, take his time. Uh, obviously, there's no point rushing for the Aston Villa game, that's well gone. Um, but it's a big, big job, and it's a good job to get, by right, the way. Let's leave it there. You need. Three more players who scored two or more in an old firm league game out of the last ten. Quick. What about what, two, two Pepper. players? Yes. Who? Commons. No, but two players did it last season. Did They're they? the two you're looking for. Did they? Did they really? Like, at the end of last season. Like, um, Tavernier? Yes, and... He scored two, didn't he? Quick. Yeah. So yeah. Who's it likely to be? You've given me Jota, Abada. Kyogo. Kyogo. Thank you, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. That's a quick That is us. We're done. We're back at six o'clock tomorrow with Marvin Bartley, Simon Donnelly, and a massive night for Rangers and Champions League qualifying. So make sure you join us.
Uh, don't forget you can watch the full show back on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter by searching Clyde One SSB, and the podcast is where it always is, wherever you get your podcast. So stay right there. Callum Gallagher is up next.